Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a community of culture, a feminist perspective. And today our show is really based on inequality and double standards. Um, uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about pay, leaves of absences, um, general job competition, appearance and ages and things that I that we feel that women have to keep up with that certainly men don't have to and, and vice versa. And uh, with me uh, today, I have Imani McGarrell and Aubrey Iverson. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing well. Yes. That's really good. All right, let's just get let's just get right into this because I think this is a really hot topic debate even now. Um, you know, we talk about uh, inequality and the double standards, and the biggest thing I think a lot of people talk about when it comes to this stuff is pay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Seventy-seven cents to a dollar. You know, women. You know, in, in equal job competitions. Um, or in equal positions, uh, it's kind of weird to me. It's kind of weird that a guy would get paid more than a woman would in the same job description that mm-hmm. each of them are doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so you guys kind of, kind of, kind of spearhead the conversation and see where we go from there. Uh, well, for me, you know, I think uh, when it comes to pay, um, you know, they say that part of it is because women don't negotiate for their pay and that's that's part of why we we start out at a lower level and why uh, why we are paid less um but from what i've seen um i mean just just in my day job um from me watching my boss hire people when she hires people who are older when she hires people um you know male and female because she's pretty equal about that uh but when she hires someone that she feels um, is going to be better for the job regardless of how they look on paper you know if she's got a feeling about it she'll pay them more you know and I feel like maybe it's a general society thing where bosses feel that men are more up to do the job and because they have maybe it's more faith in men to do the job that uh, they're willing to pay them more right out the gate whereas I feel like women kind of have to prove themselves and that's why they are paid less and you know, it's hard for me. I know when I went to my boss and asked for a raise, it was so nerve wracking, you know, and um, they say there's been a lot of stuff that uh, women have written about that, uh, you know, it's hard for us to go and ask for my money because we know that we deserve it, but we don't want to ask for too much, you know, because we care about the other person, you know, we take that into consideration. Whereas um, just a, a general male thing I feel like um, from the guys that I've talked to is you know I deserve that money because I'm doing my job well and I've done it well and I've done it well enough that I deserve a raise and you know you're going to tell me whether you're going to give me one or not but I'm going to go and ask for it whereas I feel like women kind of look at the big picture and they're more likely to hang back and say okay well I'm doing a great job but maybe I just need to do a little bit more and a little bit more and they keep pushing and the boss sees that they can get more work out of them for less money. And so the the more money never really comes is, is what I've seen. I think um, I agree with what you said. And I think you have a point, especially for people who are getting hired. I think um, because, you know, there it's, I guess, relatively well known in this day and age that women get paid um, a little less than men. They might be more hesitant I think like in an interview for example to kind of barter for their um income I think just you know just as a fear because you know I I think that's something that I've thought about personally you know whenever I start going and trying to get jobs how much do you say 
this is what I want to get paid, you know, because their fear, I think, is, you know, well, maybe they'll just be like, oh, she's too much trouble and find someone else. Um, So I think that also has a bit to play in that as well. So you think with pay, it's more like women are replaceable and men are irreplaceable? I wouldn't say that it's that specifically. I would say that I would say that maybe men think that they're irreplaceable. Irre- or yeah, men think that they're irreplaceable, whereas women think they are replaceable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it takes a lot in my mind. It takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of effort, and it takes doing a job very well for a long time for a woman to feel irreplaceable in a job you know and and part of that is her boss telling her like you are irreplaceable whereas a man um may be more likely to just kind of know that you know in the back of his mind like i am irreplaceable i will make myself irreplaceable and they're not going to regret spending this money on me whereas uh, i feel like it's more likely for a woman to keep mom about it because she's worried she won't live up to it and you know if they started out you know paying you a lot more money you've got a lot more I guess ground to cover when you start that job whereas you can kind of not slack off necessarily but it's gonna be better if you start off lower because they have lower expectations easier to meet those Mm -hmm. I think also on the flip side of that well not on the flip side of that but for example I have an aunt who is very good at her job and she's been for a while and um she her bosses keep you know giving her more responsibility and she's like okay I'm doing all of these things but my pay is staying the same and finally a couple weeks ago she asked for a raise and was like this is how much money I want to get and it was kind of a nerve-wracking thing for her to experience because there was like a week or two where they were like well we don't know if we can do that and she was just kind of like well if you want me to do all of this stuff and keep doing it, because, you know, she's good at her job and she knows that she's good at her job. So she's like, if you want me to keep doing all this stuff and perform to the level that I've been performing, I need some reciprocation type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think, I think, you know, whenever those kind of situations occur, when women are doing X amount of work and being paid less than fairly, I don't think it's like complacency. I'm sure that they feel that it's unfair, but I think part of that especially in today's day and age is kind of being careful about how you go about it Mm -hmm. because you know no one no one is um permanent anything can change so I think that also plays a role as well it it may be fear of replacement Mm -hmm. um you know you don't want to because I've even heard guys say like at my job and other jobs you know you try to give them more responsibility and they come off immediately saying I'm not going to do that unless you pay me more. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, I don't know if it's women don't see it coming, you know, like like Imani's aunt, you know, uh, they ask you to take on one extra responsibility and you're like, you know, I I feel like my plate's kind of full already, but you know, let me let me do it for you, you know, kind of out of the kindness of my heart kind of thing. And next thing you know, you're you're doing three extra things and you keep doing more and more. And because you didn't ask for a raise the first time, that they gave you a raise in responsibility that makes it a lot harder for you to go back and mm-hmm. be paid properly for all of the things that you do now. Because if they over time double your responsibility and you walk into the office one day and you want double pay, that's going to be a lot harder for them to stomach. And they may very well 
um, you know, say, well, I don't know if we can do that. And, and sometimes I don't know if we can do that sounds almost like we can find someone who will do it for less, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's really hard for a woman to do it. And it goes back to the, you know, initial negotiation thing, you know, that's not, at least for me, that's not what's on my mind. What's on my mind is my job, not my wallet. You know, I'm, I'm there to be successful and make my company successful. I'm not there to make sure that I'm taking home the right amount of bacon. Whereas I think men may be more concerned with that from the get go. Mm-hmm. Do you? Th- but do you think though? Because what this sounds like to me is more of a. I don't know if confidence is the right word. I can't think of another word that could substitute the word confidence. I feel like it is partly a confidence thing. What do you think, Imani? I don't. Well, what do you mean? Because, like, Aubrey has mentioned that men can go into an interview, per se, or go into something and say, hey, you know what, I feel like this is what my fair shake is, or this is the raise that I should get, where certain women will go in and don't want to push the envelope because it's like, well... It, it makes us anxious. Yeah, it makes you anxious sense. and yeah. nervous a little bit. But my thing is that confidence knows no gender, feel like that's more a that's more to each its own if that makes sense you know mm-hmm. not to say that no one should ever feel anxious or nervous or whatever because i'll tell you this as a guy i think guys put up fronts i think it's mm-hmm. easier for me to tell you you know in public or in private and mm-hmm. tell you aubrey oh yeah i'm not doing this much work or whatever mm-hmm. but guess what I'm going to go do that much work because I'm going to show my bosses I can take on that responsibility mm-hmm. in turn mm-hmm. and I can go ask for that pay. Because I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of manipulation in that. I think mm-hmm. a lot of guys, you know, the ego thing. I think sometimes your ego is like, no, I can really do this much or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, no, I can definitely do it because I have the confidence and belief in it. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, for me, I think it's more that it sounds more like a confidence thing to me that, you know, from what you're saying that women – going into this anxiously trying to ask for a raise where you know for guys you know it's it's nervous too because you you know you can ask for a raise as a guy and they can be like okay you're fired next (laughs) you know yeah that's true um i mean like amani have you gone in and asked for a raise and like had that kind of anxious feeling have you no no not yet not yet yeah yeah well like for for me it was hard um I mean, coming here and, and uh, working at the job where I've uh, worked for about half a decade now, I've worked there five years, yeah. um, you know, when you stay at a place and when you know kind of the resources of a place, you know, obviously this is a student newspaper. We, we don't have resources. Right, like you know. Walmart or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, precisely. You know, you when you work for a big company versus a small business, you know, it's, it's different. You can go into the office of a media conglomerate and ask for a raise and I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah. I would not feel bad, you know, and um you know, I've grew I've grown up uh, with a lot of male figures in my life that kind of uh, have given me a lot of work advice, if you will, uh both at work and at home and um you know, I wouldn't feel bad about that, but I feel bad um if I were to go into the office here and talk to my boss and ask for a raise because the resources aren't there. And that's how I feel about my other job. We're a small business. We don't have um, resources that we can tap to pay people more. You know, it's not always about what you're worth. It's about what you can be paid. Exactly. You know, and, and that's, you know, I could go out and find another job, but I like my job. You know, it's it's kind of a, a weighing it thing. And from, from men, uh, at least 
the the guys that I've been around, uh, my friends, my my boyfriends, ex boyfriends, uh, my brother, um, you know, if they don't feel like they're getting what they're worth out of it, they'll leave the job and they'll go on to the next. Right. Whereas for me, I want to I want to be a loyal employee, and I'm I'm willing, or I have been willing up to this point to sacrifice pay for that. You know, I don't know if that's how it's going to be in the future, but. Um, you know, a, a man can go in and ask for a raise and be like, nope, you're fired, on to the next. But, um, you know, he can go out and find a new job, you know. Um, uh, and I feel like that's part of the whole gender equality, like, work-wise, like, across the board, like, blue-collar, white-collar type thing. Because um, if push came to shove and you were working in an office and the only work that you could find was doing blue collar work you could still go and do it whereas I can't um, well I could but I'm not going to work in construction right whereas a guy could you know I, I feel like there are more job options for men and not so many for women I think that's part of why I would be scared also I think as far as asking for a raise goes you know it's hard out there in general in the job market and I think um that's also part of it you know people don't want to leave or I guess put themselves in a position where you know they're like give me this raise or I'm gone type of situation because if then it doesn't happen then you find yourself looking for a new job I think and also especially in certain industries it's it's a lot geared a lot more geared towards men than it is towards women um so I think that can play a role also I think also um part of it is just a lack of knowledge you know you don't always know for example, if Otis and I were doing the same thing at different companies, how would I know that I'm getting paid less than him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way for me to know that unless I do some research first, and I think that's part of it is um, not always knowing compared to someone else in the field who's doing the same thing as you, mm-hmm. where you stack up. So I think that's part of it also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pay pay is an interesting topic because, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, there are stories out there and the things that have happened, you know, not too long ago, also the New York Times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, head CEO and their okay CEO and their I want to say I just want to call editor in chief because I don't know her official publisher? title. Is it the publisher? No, no, no the mm-hmm. publisher is good. That is the family, but it's like the um, the CEO and then I'm just gonna say editor in chief because it was mm-hmm. two of them that got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently the story goes that one of them went in went to ask for a raise because she found out that she wasn't getting paid as much as the editor in chief that was above that was you know preceded her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, didn't get paid. And it's just fascinating to me because then, you know, the publisher saying that she just wasn't very good in management and stuff like that. And there's just interesting stories to it, you know. You come up with reasons for why you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my thing is that I, I don't know what happened uh, because the thing is they hired a black man. Mm-hmm. So, so it's always, you know, first African-American man to be, you know, in charge of the paper. So, you know, you just, you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know what the motive is behind some of this stuff. But there is something interesting that you said that I want to go back to is that construction or landscaping or anything that makes you sweat it's blue collar (laughs) here's my take on that is that i think this is where choice comes into play Mm -hmm. i think if you choose not to do that then i don't think you can complain about it yeah um uh, in the same vein i mean um guys could work as cooks guys could work in retail and stuff like that and um you know guys are 
you know, they could be a barista, which is, you know, a feminine sounding right. term. But I mean, and guys do uh, stuff like that. Whereas, um, you know, for me, like I know that I could go out and do physical labor if I had to. But for me, I'm more likely to like it comes down to money just not being that important to me. Right. You know, like I would rather stay in a job that I like and be paid less. Um, but I feel like men are kind of willing to do anything to be able to, to bring home the bacon. I feel like that's why, that's part of why there is, um, you know, amongst other reasons, part of why there is a a difference in pay. Pay disparity. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too, as well as that guys, more guys are willing to do anything than per se women are because there might be some manual labor that women, you know, and, and first of all, physically and scientifically, there are things that men can do that women like. Oh, yeah. Construction work. I would not Mm -hmm. want my mom and my little sister doing construction work. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, that I felt like guys with muscles and stuff should be doing that. Like, I don't want my mom physically doing that. Yeah, I can hammer a nail. You know, I can carry drywall. You know, I can work out and be in shape. And I can physically do a lot of things that, you know, physically in shape men could do. Um, But why would I when I can stay at an easy job and be paid a little bit yeah. less but that's that's just for me I feel like if you're really gonna harp about pay that you should be willing to to do stuff like that and be will, you know if you're gonna harp about um, you know like women in the military and and combat and stuff like that you need to be willing to go out there and do it you know if I, I would if I had to but I'm just not going to and I feel like men you know men willing to do anything you know there's the the gender disparities as far as like work roles but men especially lately have actually gotten more likely to do things that are traditionally feminine yeah. men are more likely to stay at home men are more likely to what's something feminine Be guys a ballerina. guys cut hair guys are ballerinas you know fashion. Guys, guys are in fashion you know and it's not all you know the stigma is that like oh, well, he's in fashion, he must be gay. But not all of them are. There are straight guys that do that stuff. Yes, there are. You know, and so it's like, I I feel like men are even, it just, for me, it just comes back to what you're willing to do. I would love to to hang out with those men in fashion. Yes. Yes. Uh, Their job is is fairly nice, (laughs) I feel like. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, pay pay is an interesting thing. I think another facet to pay, too, is that sometimes, you know, and it's changing now because it is, I think this is more generational, you know. A lot of the reason why men were getting paid more than women is because men were the primary providers for their household mm-hmm. uh, you know they were the ones providing the mo- most of the time when the women were at home and that's why the the uh, I guess pay disparity was there which now it's different because you know men now stay at home you know they're stay-at-home husbands and and things like that so um, that's interesting you know like like I said I, I just think that sometimes with pay you know so there are certain things that men are willing to do and that if if you're a woman and you're not willing to do it I don't know if you could bring up a really good argument of why, you know, you you should be getting paid just as much as they are if they're doing it and you're not, you know. Uh, but I've heard, but I, you know, that's that's one of those things that um, that that I have definitely heard with pay. Another thing that is interesting too, what comes with the workplace is, you know, the leaves of absences, maternity leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when a woman is um, pregnant and she has to leave. Well, for a guy, why can't a guy leave too as well if the wife is at home? Or, you know, why can't women get more time after having the kid or while she's dealing with pregnancy? That's always an interesting um, topic to always talk about as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've made progress 
with that in in my opinion at least at least with some of the bigger companies because I feel like there's um I feel like there's a certain amount of of trickle down with um bigger newer companies kind of setting the bar as far as how they treat their employees um and there have been certain companies that allow paternity leave now and not just maternity leave. They give you a little bit more time. Um, like Cheryl Sandberg, um, in her book, Lean In, talks about um, when she worked at Google, um, they put in um, you know, parking for expecting mothers closer to the entrance so they didn't have to trek all the way across the campus um, type thing. So I think we're making a little bit of progress. Um, I feel like there could be more progress, but I think that's just uh, going to come along eventually. You know? Yeah. And I think paternity leave is important, and that's not something that should be overlooked because I remember the first time I heard that I was like, that's dumb. But, you know, like there are men who are single fathers, just like there are women who are single mothers, and those men have to take care of their families as well. And, you know, there will always be things that come up that, um, you know, those parent, um, those fathers have to take care of. So I think paternity leave is a great thing, even if, you know, you're not a single father. Um, being pregnant is a very taxing long process a lot of the time you know um you can't take well I mean you can do everything by yourself but if you know I think paternity leave is a good thing to have so I think that'll be something you know that we have to work on because you know that's another equality thing you know like feminine a lot of people think of feminism and it's just for women and it's not their um aspects of feminism that benefit men as well and I think paternity leave is a perfect example of that sort of thing and I think you make a good point with the the single dads because when we talk about maternity leave and paternity leave, um, you know, we, we think of the pregnancy process mm-hmm. and being pregnant, having it, and, and getting back to work. But, um, you know, we need to be able to take care of our kids and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, single parents and single fathers especially. You know, I can only imagine the struggle that a, a man would have to go through if he was a single father, mm-hmm. you know, and he was the only caregiver for that child you know and and his kid gets sick his kid can't go to school somebody Mm -hmm. has to be there to take care of him you know and your family's out of state like who's going to take care of them and you can't take time off from work Mm because then how are you going to feed him you know there has to be you know a little bit more understanding there from from the pay point of view and from the boss point of view you know you have to let that man off of work to take care of his child you know Mm -hmm. that's that's not just the mother's role that's a parenting role yeah you know and and you know, th- we always talk about, you know, single moms having that struggle, but there there are dads, too, that mm-hmm. have that struggle, you know, and what if, what if your um, wife, baby mom, or whatever, what if she's on, what if she's on bed rest, you know, she's not supposed to get up and move around, you know, mm-hmm. what if, what if she sprains her ankle, and she's eight months pregnant, you know, somebody has to be there to take care of her, you know, that's a, that's a family thing, and I think that's something that we have to respect, and, you know, a having a week worth of time paid off is better than none Mm -hmm. you know even if she's not gonna be better after that week at least you can help take care of her for a little bit of time you know before you have to go back to work and I think that's just kind of a wholesome family thing that we kind of have to recognize is just you know men helping out in the home I think that's something that we have to other than just bringing home money I think we have to make room for that to happen yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a great point to make. I think another point that Amani made was that it, it, you know, feminism is not just about women's rights and women's suffrage and things like that, but it's about also just being equal. 
you know, um, having a man being able to provide for their family in just not just the capacity of money, but, you know, being there, caring, loving, helping the wife out around the home. Um, because Lord knows <laughs> if if a woman's pregnant, it, there's certain things you can't do. Like, you know, the guy needs to be there or somebody needs to be there to help her out, you know, to, to take care of certain things and, and stuff like that. And so I think that the paternity, maternity thing, I think that's a subject that's going to be on the rise. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think it's actually reached its full potential yet because I think there's some things logistically that need to be worked out, especially when it comes to pay mm -hmm. and certain companies. Because I know like in the sport sporting world, I believe when the baseball season opened, a baseball player um, took paternity leave and he got killed for it. I mean, mm -hmm. the media, well, not all media, but some of the media was killing them for it. You know, it, you know, you already have kids, you know, or uh, really a bait. You're going to miss your baseball game for paternity leaves just as you wanted to find out who with a boy or girl and stuff like that. And I think there needs to be certain things that need to be ironed out first for it to be, you know, a topic that is going to reach its peak sometime soon, because I think. You know, a lot of people are insensitive to it, um, especially like when it comes to jocks and stuff. Uh, you know, we one of the things that we talked about in the office was, um, you know, someone asked me the question, well, Otis, if you were playing in like the Super Bowl or you were playing in game seven of the NBA finals or it's a really important sporting event, would you miss that game for your first child's uh, birth? You know, I struggle with that. And I still don't have an answer for that because I'm not in that situation. So, you know, but I think sometimes guys need to understand, like, it's it, it's your kid. <laughs> you know, there's mm -hmm. nothing about it that you should be ashamed of, especially if you want to see them being born or you want to know, you know, what the sex of the baby is, mm -hmm. how healthy the baby is, helping, um, you know, whoever out at home whenever they don't have the opportunity to. And so... Um, just that that topic to me is just fascinating because I think there's a lot of a lot of different angles that um, that work towards that. And, uh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, also, something that I like to um, point out whenever I have this conversation with people, as far as gender roles and inequality and feminism also benefiting men, um, as far as parenting goes, is in the court system. Because courts overwhelmingly favor their the mothers mm -hmm. in any type of parenting situation. And there aren't always good mothers. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. the fathers that are better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that um, that needs some work as well. Because, you know, if the courts are always ruling in favor of the mothers and you have someone who's a terrible mother and a good father who's there ready and willing to take care of their child and, you know, it doesn't go in their favor because of the way that it's set up, then that's something that's not fair and needs work also. So I think that's also something I just wanted to point out that happens. No, I, th I think you're, I think you're completely right. And I think that, um, I think that there's still like a, a weird sort of feeling about men being there for their families. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, th I think that goes to, to custody, you know, and I think that goes to, um, to sports and really, really any work, um, you know, because if if you have a big meeting, you know, if you're selling a big client, if you're if you're going to miss a big story, you know, something like that, I think that that all kind of ties in together. You know, I I think that that's part of gender equality as a whole thing and and gender roles as a whole thing. Because, um, like Oda said, before we can really tackle 
the uh, maternity paternity thing we need to tackle that it's okay for a man to be a father mm-hmm. you know and and for that to be a big part of his life and not just father a baby but raise a baby right you know because it may be game seven of the nba finals but you know that's that's one memory whereas you raising a child is is something that you're going to have forever you know that's you know your career will eventually be over and especially in sports it's going to be over sooner than most other um industries you know you re- you reach your peak in 30s and 40s uh whereas in in other industries you're going to work till you're 50 60 70 um you know and that's that's one really big event but if if you're a real family man i mean like your child being born that's the event you know and um and it's seen as as not being masculine that's that's not being seen as being like the man as much as being a star athlete is but i think that that's something that um you know maybe maybe we'll be able to change that maybe being the father will be what we support maybe maybe if you miss your child's birth because you're playing game seven maybe that'll be something that we're kind of like oh my gosh are you serious because if a woman's child was sick and she went to the meeting instead you know that's they're more likely to harp on a woman about that than they mm-hmm. are to harp on a man for missing game seven. Yeah. So, you know, and maybe we'll be able to equal that out eventually. I believe that. And when it comes to double standards and equality, I think attitudes need to change. Mm-hmm. I think there are certain attitudes that are perceived that, you know, well, a person can do this, but this person can't. You know, it goes along with the job competition. Um, you know, uh, a woman, uh, a man shouldn't be a secretary well why not if he has great typing skills and he's a great organizer and he can Mm -hmm. do all those things that you know secretaries do so well then he should be able to be an executive secretary yeah Uh, if that's what he wants yeah yeah. you know or if um you know if a woman wants to be a head coach for a men's basketball team Mm -hmm. um yeah, that's one of the things that I, I I hope one day we'll see. I'd love to see a woman that's been successful on the woman's side see and give them an opportunity in in male sports. In fact, in Texas, the D League affiliate to the uh, NBA team, the Dallas Mavericks, they had and I cannot remember her name. I cannot remember her name, and it's escaping me. But a woman was coaching the semi pro. Um, team of the men and she did a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. you know so you know there's crossover because men coach women's sports all the time Mm -hmm. you know so it's not just men's that are men that are great thinkers and can be innovative and creative with sports Mm -hmm. women can do it too so i think there's just an attitude of like women can do this and men can't do this and i think that has to be able to change i'm kind of it kind of tiring to just see like well you know, a guy can't do this because traditionally that's a woman's role. It's like, no, a, a guy can do it. You know, mm-hmm. obviously it's choice, but whatever. You know, same thing with men. Men can't, you know, we don't, I'd love to see a woman be a general manager of an NBA team or a football team. Mm-hmm. She surely might know something, especially if she's been around the game as much as I have. Yeah, or, it's like they talk know. about Oprah owning the uh, the Clippers. Yeah. The, the Donald Sterling thing, you know, and you have to have one you have to have one good example you know you have to try everything you know if it if it's bad the first time you got to let somebody else do it you know you got to have the first person be be the one to to try it out because once you have one good example of something it's not going to be so bad you know once we have 
one good female head coach of a professional sport, it'll be no big deal. You I know? mean, we don't even have assistant coaches, you know? Mm-hmm. There's not even this women assistant coaches on men teams, yeah. you know, which is kind of weird to me. You know, I, I figured at that point, uh, you know, and this is a subject I don't think a lot of people talk about, but I've I noticed it a lot. I, you know, I, I think if men can coach women, why can't women coach men? Now, this mm-hmm. is just, we're just talking about sports alone, but mm-hmm. I think sports transcends all. That's why I think sports is such a gravitating thing for a lot of people to have a pull with because they can relate to some aspect of it Mm -hmm. but that's one that i see all the time is that i don't see enough women in you know uh male sports and if they are they're like a communications director Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or they're the publicist or they're their public relations person or something like that where they might know uh they might know more than what some people might think because trust me there's coaches that have failed (laughs) (laughs) that are bad (laughs) you know i'm from houston I would know, <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you thinking my mom could probably coach this team better than, you know, whoever is doing it now. So yeah. I definitely do think attitudes just need to change. It's funny that you said that because literally every time I watch a football game, I'm like, why aren't there any women referees? Yeah. See, like, yeah, there's a woman referee in the NBA, but I don't even think she's a ref in the NBA anymore because I haven't seen her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because isn't it all that you have to do? Because I. Um, somebody that I talked to was uh, like an official for tennis on like like the high school circuit or mm-hmm. something. All you have to do is know the rules, run around, watch the sport, and make calls. Like it's it's not it's not hard, you know. And there are women that like sports. Yeah, my mom knows know? more about football than any other person I know. Like, <laughs> period. And like, she's a small little bald black lady. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. like. I it's mean, it's just it's funny you know well for officiating i think on the lower levels maybe i don't know how it works on the professional level because even those professionals like refereeing they get paid they get paid decent but a lot mm-hmm. of them have another job yeah i think it yeah. has to do with the seasons and stuff yeah so i, I think it's kind that, of a, a part-time gig but yeah. you, you have to be like certified yeah for that sport like you have you have to have i think it's like a certain number of hours um for tennis is what he was saying and then you have to like pass the chair exam and then you can officiate like at a certain level and then i think that's like either collegiate and up or there's like another test for pro um but they kind of like from what i understand they like ask you what you want to do and then they like send you to each certain thing i don't yeah. think it's like a full-time living i think mm-hmm. it's like you go off on a weekend and you do it type thing yeah attitudes just attitudes just need a change man i think you know everyone just so used to the gender roles and just traditional roles i mean it's 2014 mm-hmm. you know People were able to do things, you know. Condoleezza Rice was able to be Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillary Clinton as well. Um, you know, I'd love to see a woman VP. I'd love to see a woman president someday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just different things that you know. Um, you just want to see part part of the reason why I'm not gonna lie is because I love watching history unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you get yeah. to be part of history and you get to witness it, it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of um, surreal and stuff like that. And um, I just attitudes for me I think is the biggest thing because there's a lot of things still that I think a lot of people are unaware of Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you're just like oh wow I truly did not think of that yeah Mm -hmm. I really didn't think about that there's no women coaches in male sports like yeah that's it makes sense now that you say it but I had never noticed that before because I'm because I'm not a sports fan but I mean that's that's a great point and I think that that's certainly 
um, you know, would extrapolate to other industries. You know, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's been a lot of research done, you know, in the last decade or so um, about, you know, women are, are really good managers. And I mean, I, I don't know much about sports, from, but from what I've seen, I mean, a coach is essentially a manager. You know, there's mm-hmm. a general manager, the coach, assistant coach, you know, but you're you're managing players, you're managing skills, you're ma- you're managing the game that's going on to the best of your ability, you know, and, and I don't see why a woman wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a woman is a good multitasker, you know, uh, from, from what research has shown and stuff like that. That's, you know, they have good intuition and stuff like that. And I feel like that's something that you can use as a coach, I feel like that's something you can use in any managerial position, and and certainly the the argument that I've heard most often is uh, we wouldn't want an, a woman's emotions to get the better of her um, type thing. But I, I think there are certainly women that wouldn't have that problem. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on the situation. That's an interesting thing that I've you know I've always wanted to talk about is I always want to hear a girl's perspective from. Um, when it comes to the emotional aspect of, of certain things and managing and being in a position of power. Because um, I want honesty as well. Do you think that there are certain jobs that women emotionally probably could not handle compared to a, a guy? And I and there's guys that are very emotional. I mean, if you watch sports, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, guys are very emotional. But do you think there's certain jobs that women may not be able to because people say women are a little bit more emotional than men are i don't think so because my thing is for any type of job there's a type of person that will do that job and perform it well so i think that it's not women are too emotional i think for like you know women can be i don't know i'm trying to think of something because i I, whenever i was um dating a guy in the military i remember i would always talk to other girls who are also dating boys in the military and there were always discussions about what how much women can do in the military because in certain um for certain fields i think for some type of ranger thing they're like uh like physical tests you have to go through like being in swamps or something i don't know and they were saying women can't do that um and i think so i think with all of those things it's not women are too emotional i think for every type of job there's a type of person that will perform it well and I don't think that comes down to a gender thing um at all I think it's just if you're suited for that then you'll do well regardless of you know if you're a man or a woman I think it depends on the individual more than anything else Mm -hmm. you know and I think that I think the reason that we worry about it in a sense is because when a woman is emotionally able to handle certain situations um she's cold or she thinks like a man or she acts like a man she talks like a man you know and she can be the most femininely dressed one there you know but if if she performs her job well and she doesn't in a sense succumb to the way a woman would handle it that makes her masculine you know that that in a sense takes away from her femininity and I don't think that that I don't think that people think about that when they think about whether or not a woman can do a job you know could be because I've been told that I think like a man that I talk like a man type thing um because this is not a plug for the movie either 
yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh you know it's for me it's not about whether or not a woman can do it it's about whether the person can do it mm-hmm. you know and and even so even if i was to get emotional on the job if i was to you know cry at work you know heavens forbid or if i was to you know have have a fight with an employee at work or some, or something like that you know it's not always what the woman does up front it's how she handles the situation too in my mind um because i think a woman can handle anything and i think that we don't give women enough enough credit um you know, I think the things off the top of my head that I can think of that we say women can't do, you know, something high stress, something, um, you know, because we're talking about women's emotions mm-hmm. here. So, you know, so I'm thinking about, you know, something high stress, something that's got a lot of responsibility, something where, you know, people's lives are in danger and we need to trust her to make the right decision. Like you know, the presidency. Like the presidency. That's, the question. that's mm-hmm. the question I'm about to ask you guys because yeah. I've heard it from both. Uh, now, not all women think that women should be presidents, but what do you guys think? You think that. You think that a woman can become president knowing uh, knowing that the responsibilities and the stress level and the things that you've talked about that come with it? To be honest, I don't think anyone knows what comes with the presidency until they are president. president. It's almost like the presidential voice. Whenever I hear people mm-hmm. talk about the presidential voice, I'm like, you know you have to become president to have the presidential voice. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you're just not born with it. You know? Exactly. And I yeah. think, like... Aubrey and I were saying it's an individual person if a woman is capable if she's a good politician if she's you know fits the bill and you know the circumstances are right then I think you know um, a woman could very well be president and I hope that happens someday but I also don't want it to be one of those things where for example the first time Obama was running there are people who were just voting for him simply because he was black and I think that that can be problematic just because you know i what i don't know much about like what he's doing but you know like if everyone was voting for him just because he's black and he's done a terrible job you know same thing with a woman if you know we're all like yeah first woman president and then she's not that qualified and she's just kind of gotten by on everyone being like yeah go a woman you know i think so i think there's a fine line there but i think if she's I guess I mean qualified as qualified you can be for presidency but you know what I mean I think that it can I think that it can happen and I think there's a space for that to happen but it has to be the right person it can't just be any old you know person off the street it has to be someone who's a good politician has experience with dealing with those types of things already you know what's Mm -hmm. interesting about that is that you talk about you know Barack Obama Mm -hmm. and a lot of people lose sight of this you know, first of all, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think if, if mm-hmm. a woman runs for president, women are going to vote for women. You know, for that's sure. naturally that's just going to happen. Obama won the presidency in 08 with 92% majority of people being white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think people forget that because I think, too, as well, and here's where my thing goes is one, you have to be qualified. Mm-hmm. And I do think there is a certain qualification that to be president, you're going to have to have. Uh, I don't think you can just like a business guy like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't care about his personal beliefs, but I, I don't I'm not I don't think I feel comfortable with a businessman 
running our country because mm-hmm. I think he'd always look at it like from a business perspective. Yeah. You know, that's not always good. I think you should have served in public office. You know, the private sector does wonders for you when you can hide a lot of things. When you're in public office, like a lot of your records are open to the public. You're accountable to the people. I do think that should be a requirement. Also, I think for a woman, for women, I think a lot of the times too, that's not heard. And, you know, is that I think a lot of the times men are just looking at the most qualified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes too is that just because we don't think a woman is qualified doesn't make us sexist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times you get that a lot is, you know, you hear people say, well, why can't Clinton be president? Hillary Clinton, not Bill, uh, Hillary Clinton be president. It's like, well, I just really don't think she's qualified to do it. Or Sarah Palin, I don't think she's qualified to do it. Like well, Sarah Palin and Hillary Clinton are kind of opposite yeah, ends they, of the they, spectrum. They are. They are. They are. Yeah. And you know, again, that and that's you know that that goes with with personal belief. But I do think that at the end of the day, and that's why I say that we've come a long way with a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Because when you when Obama ran in a way, a lot of people thought it was the black vote that came out. They did, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he still won it majority with white people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know at the end of the day people stay true to themselves they understand it's a process and they use and you know it'll come out not most of the time but some of the time it'll come out the way it should mm-hmm. you know and then you'll see progressives and stuff like that so uh, you know that that issue is always interesting to me because the, the number let me let's get real here the the number one job that i think is the the biggest thing is scratch the ceo and being a head coach is if a woman can be president mm-hmm. because of you know it's mm-hmm. all male dominated and, and the the levels of stress that come with yeah. that job. When we've we've had other male presidents, uh, male goodness, uh, female <laughs> presidents. Obviously, we've had male, um, but uh, other countries have had it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's been successful. It hasn't, hasn't. You know, they make a headline and then they do their job. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think to be honest, when it comes to the Hillary thing, you know, I'm I'm a Hillary fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she's a BAMF, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, and I think I think that she is qualified because she's been in public office and she's been so close to the presidency and she's been secretary of state and like, you Senator know, she's done so much. But I think when it comes to Hillary in particular, I think it just causes a fight, really. You know, I think until Hillary either gets it or doesn't get it, you know, until Hillary retires, in my opinion, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, she's going to get her. She's not going to get it. But I feel like it's more likely that she's not going to get it and we're going to vote in another woman. You know, I feel like. Which is fine. Hillary doesn't have to be the first woman president. Mm-hmm. I think and I don't think she will be. I, I think that we're going to be like, no, we don't want Hillary because it's Hillary. I think it's going to be a personal thing and that we're going to vote in another woman. I think it's going to be another 10 years and we're going to vote in a woman that hasn't been in the spotlight for mm-hmm. the last 20 years. I, with with someone like Hillary, the only reason why I think she'll probably if if it happens, to okay with the, the Hillary thing, is and this we're not advocating Democrat Republican or we're just talking about Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I think it's either her or bust, and here's why: because she has a guy named Bill Clinton in her corner. I think a lot of people overlook that. It's all great and dandy that she was Secretary of State. Uh, she was the junior senator in New York. She's very popular. But the, part of the reason why Hillary Clinton's really popular is because she was a headstrong first lady when Bill was president. And people and liked Bill. There. And a lot of people, exactly, and a lot of people like Bill, and they wouldn't mind seeing him. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like I think people think that like if you elect Hillary Clinton as president, you get Bill Clinton too. 
you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think with with that whole thing, it's her bust, or we're going to be looking at another. Ooh, I hate to say it, I. Personally, I think we'll be looking another 25, 30 years before we find another rock star that we think is capable. We'll see. And, the, and that's the thing is, you know, the, the presidency is a funny thing when, you know, because we've been on this legacy kick for a while now where. So correct me if I'm wrong. So we had Reagan Bush, Clinton Bush. Yeah. Obama. Yeah. Right. And, you know, especially with. Uh, the Bush family, you know, they're they're all in there in the same age group. You know, they've all they've all been in office. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and now we have the Clinton legacy as well. You know, but uh, when Hillary ran for the ticket when she was going up against Barack, Hillary didn't make it that far in, mm-hmm. in the primaries. You know, I mean, we talk about women voting for women and, and people voting for a woman just because it's a woman, but. You know, and even the people that really liked Hillary, they voted for Obama. Yeah, I mean, she know? was and she was second. She yeah. was second. She finished. She it wasn't as close as what some people thought it might have been, but she finished mm-hmm. second. Yeah, you know, I think it, was, it came down between her and um, yeah. Obama. And I believe the Texas. You know, as soon mm-hmm. as Texas happened, then Barack kind of ran away with. But I it. think I think to kind of change it up, you know, I I think that we need somebody who's not a rock star. You know, I th- I think that there are a lot of capable women that. Um, you know, even even us advocating for women, even us calling ourselves feminists, you know, I think there are definitely women that might be qualified for this presidency that don't get the chance, you know, because yeah. because Hillary, you know, steals all the limelight in, in a way. And that's, you know, like I said, I'm a Hillary fan, so I don't particularly, you know, hate on her for that. But, you know, I feel like when she gets out of the spotlight and, and she, you know, when, you know, maybe when Obama's out of office, you know, maybe maybe Jeb Bush will be president whatever i don't really keep up with politics as much as i should but you know i mean he's running he's yeah, i think yeah, I, he's, there's, a, there's reports out there that he is there's reports that he is he is, he is, he is gonna put his name in there mm-hmm. um so you know I, I agree with you on the legacy thing i think there's a big legacy push and there's um you know there's things that are out there that i think you kind of want to see again happen mm-hmm. you know just because it's happened and stayed in the family for so long yeah and 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 my point with bringing the legacy thing up is you know it, I mean, at least from what I saw, Obama came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, he he's from Illinois. He was a senator. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like they worked at a law firm. Like yeah, like yeah, there he's he's no one. I mean, as far as politics go, at least from what I know about it, you know, he yeah. just he came up, he took it, and he ran. You know, and and go him for that. But you know, I think we need a woman that's going to do that if we're going to elect a woman. I think it, it's hard because when you're not in political circles when you're outside of Mm -hmm. it it's like yeah they did come out of nowhere yeah but barack is actually he's a rock star he was a rock star in the democratic Mm -hmm. parties in the Mm -hmm. democratic circles i mean even george bush's recording said you know when he talked to barack he told barack man i can see you doing special things you know president Mm -hmm. former president telling barack and you know he kind of went in there you know a lot of these guys to the public they're unknowns Mm -hmm. but within their own circles they're like oh this guy's definitely got it and there are women rock stars in um in Congress, I mean, who's who's the the lady with the glasses? The one that always, oh man, she always says really hardcore stuff. Is it Elizabeth Warren? Is that I, who it is? I, I don't know. I I'm not up to date on my politics, but there there's some woman in Congress. I think she's a senator that she like she goes hard. Mm-hmm. Like she is always calling people out. She's always you know um, pushing bills. You know, and she could be a rock star if Hillary wasn't in the limelight. You know, there's there's a. Uh, Sonia Sotomayor, you oh, know, yeah, Sotomayor, like, yeah. you know, and and 
you know, people know her name, and there are certainly senators whose whose names, if we keep up with politics, we know. Or Sheila Jackson you know. Lee, uh, mm-hmm. representative from Houston. She's she's well known. There's Nancy Pelosi, used to be the Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of women uh, right now in the Kentucky primaries. Uh, Lynn it, Green. Her last name is Green, I believe. Uh, she uh, she won the Democratic primary to run for senator in Kentucky, and she's going to face Mitch McConnell, who's mm-hmm. the mi- Senate minority leader uh, uh, currently in the Senate. So yeah, there's definitely women rock stars out there that are definitely doing their thing. Shell uh, Bachman, you know, it's not yeah. it's, it's on both sides of the aisles, um, mm-hmm. you know, both both women, uh, again, Sarah Palin, you know, contrary to what anybody's beliefs, you know, rock star again, too. So uh, women definitely do their things in politics. And it's good. It's, it's good to see. I think it's good to see that, you know, they're ambitious, especially in public office. I think mm-hmm. what to let people see your face, let there be a public perception and things like that. I think um, that's really cool. But before we get out of here, we'll hit a little bit about appearances and age and how kind of women have to keep up with the times. And males kind of don't, you know, I think guys can kind of still, well, I apologize you still wear cargo shorts, but I can't do the cargo shorts thing anymore, <laughs> you know, or you know, there's certain things that guys wear that I, I just can't do anymore. But to a T, guys can get away with certain things. Mm-hmm. Women can't, you know, I feel like women generally live in a materialistic world. You know, you're looking at Hollywood, you're looking at the magazines, you're looking at 17, Cosmopolitan, Sports Illustrated, Swimsuit, a certain perception that you have to look this way when really like, all women can be beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah well you know and part of it too at least for me is um you know when you look at like business dress code like for men it hasn't really changed no it's a suit and tie yeah (laughs) suit and tie and and part of it too is you can go to work today you know if you're 40 you could wear the same suit that you wore when you were 20 if you if you still fit in it and it's it's going to look the same as long as it's as long as it's clean and you're clean you know like you're fine but um women it's like it's just this whole big like fight and it's kind of a choice whether or not you want to keep up with it mm-hmm. but if it's it's kind of twofold like if you're going to keep up with it you got to fight for it mm-hmm. type thing you know and if you're going to say I don't care then you don't have to do anything because you know it's it's whatever but there's just so much to keep up with your hair your makeup your clothes and then you got to and I think part of that there. is, as far as appearance goes, is like age. Like the age we are now, I think is one will have the most pressure to be, you know, attractive, put together people. And I think the older you get, the more. I don't want to. I think the older you get, the least, the more you have room to be like, well, I don't care. You know, I can do my own thing. Um, I mean, of course, there. Are, you know, cosmetics industries. You know, pushing out anti-wrinkle cream and you know um stuff to color your hair and keep the grays away that sort of thing you know also i mean there's stuff for men like that too that are like uh what's that stuff for yeah, your yeah i mean hair? they've they've got like just for gel. men yeah rogaine yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. and and they've you know they've got teeth whitening and mm-hmm. and you know and they've started to um like let's like let's not just like focus on pressure on women, you know, because Otis talks about there not being very much pressure on men. I mean, I I see there being pressure on mm-hmm. men. You know, men still have to have white teeth. Men still have to have you know they can't have salt and pepper hair unless they can pull it off. You know, Richard Gere, Holla. Um, but you know, they, there's stuff that they still have to do too. Mm-hmm. You know, and and women are 
like like Amani said, you know, as you get older, you kind of start to catch a break. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're young, there's a lot to compete with because when you're young, it's still fresh and new and putting on eyeliner is still fun. <laughs> You know, and you have to at least pretend like it's fun. You you at least got to wear it. But by the time you're 30 and 40, if you don't want to wear eyeliner, then yeah, get out. And I think, no, go ahead. And I think also like, um, Aubrey was saying, wait, what did you say? Um, I forgot what she said (laughs) about uh, men. Not pressure, because I was because what I was gonna say was that. I'd love to agree with Aubrey about how there's no pressure on God. I mean, how there is some pressure on guys, but it, it's it's like outside pressure. Comparative to like women, I like as a guy. Compared like, to women, it's it's nothing because there like still. there's something you said about like the salt and pepper look, but mm-hmm. you still justified it with like Richard Greer. Richard Richard Greer, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like at least you can still like say like for women, it's either it, to me like sometimes it's like boomer bus as a mm-hmm. guy, but like for for like guys on the opposite end it's like some guys still pull it off where mm-hmm. like for some guys like no girl can pull it you know what i'm saying like yeah i don't know i like it's not like a, uh. i don't want to say there's a competition thing it's yeah. just that like mm-hmm. for guys i just i just don't see it but like you know teeth gotta look good you know mm-hmm. you, you have to look trimmed and proper and stuff mm-hmm. like that but that's stuff that i feel like is more like common sense mm-hmm. more than yeah. society telling you it is you well, know for some women i mean looking decent when you step out of the house is is common sense for some women yeah. I mean, like and it's it's hard for me like i i make the struggle because um you know, like if I've got blonde eyelashes, the the skin under my eyes is really thin because I'm I'm really pale. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I don't, if I walk out of the house and I don't have any face on at all, I'm a little self conscious. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm I'm putting myself out there without anything. You know, for me, that's the same as leaving the house in in sweatpants. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me to do, and that's that's kind of a common sense thing. You know, like like yesterday, I came into the office and I was not looking good. My hair was dirty. I didn't have any makeup on. I was not looking good and today I got up and I got dressed and I feel a lot better about myself today you know I feel like I could could, I could go out and own it today um but and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's common sense or I don't know if that's the industry I don't I don't know there's I mean I think it's a little bit of both and I remember what I was gonna say you were saying if you want it you have to really go for it and I think that's very true because you know nowadays if you know, you're going to be into the beauty products and the wrinkle creams and this and that. You have to start now because mm-hmm. the game is m- maintenance, not prevention. Um, so I think like, I like that. maintenance, not prevention. Yeah. So I think if you're going to be, you know, because there I think it's either with getting old, you know, and stuff like the wrinkle creams and like laugh lines and all of that stuff, it's either. I, the way that I've seen it, it's it's either that that's been embraced as like a sign that you've led a good life, or you're like, no, I don't want any wrinkles type of thing. I've never seen any happy medium with that, and um, so I think there is room for, especially as you get older, for you to be like, well, I don't care. But I also think that there is pressure on women to kind of maintain because, like Otis was saying, you know, guys can be older and not as Guys can be older and still. Let's face. I mean, guys can be older and still attractive. Yeah. In the world Mm -hmm. we live in today, women can't because that that to me that factors into the woman can get a free pass when you're older Mm because I think you're people think in society well she's past her prime. Yeah. Well, see, you know, and it's it's hard for like for the women that I've seen. You know, like if you're gonna get if you're gonna be 
an older woman and you're going to say, well, oh, I don't, I don't care. You know, it's, I'm, I'm going to let myself go and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to care about keeping up with it. You know, um, I feel like it's hard to do that if you kept up with it when you were younger, because then, then there's a negative connotation. Like if you've made it through your whole life and you've been that way, then it's, it's kind of a respect that you're like, all right, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, if, if in your, your 20s, your early 30s, you kept up with that a lot and you get to be 35 and you push out a couple kids and you're like, no, I'm, I'm leaving the house in slippers, fresh face, like no makeup type thing, then it's kind of like, oh, yeah. you just woke up and decided you were going to be lazy. Then it's seen as laziness mm-hmm. versus a choice is, is kind of what I've seen. You know, if and there have been women coming out with the the hashtag no filter Mm -hmm. you know like that makes it a choice you know and I feel like there's a little bit more respect for that if you if you make it a choice but if you just wake up one day and say oh I'm not gonna put makeup on today then then it makes you look like you're lazy yeah definitely I think and I think part of it is like like older guys can still go out and you know like find like a younger girl and like you know like and as far as like older women, all of the older guys are looking for younger girls, you know? So it's just kind of, I think it's, I don't know. I do think there's more pressure on women than there is on men. There's also room for you to say, you know, I don't want to do that. But I I think there's just kind of an expectation there, especially if you're going to be someone who's, you know, dating or. Yeah, because if you're going to snag a younger guy, you got to, you know, yeah. you got to reel him in somehow. Yeah. You know, because exactly. women, um, you know, at least traditionally, it's been, you know, kind of a cool thing if you date an older guy, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so it's not going to be like an issue really, I guess, if the guy that you're dating has gray hair. And you I know, think cause, that's because he's older. Yeah, that's where the double standards kind of come into play because. Yeah. Cougar has a very different connotation than like a guy. I don't know what guys who date younger women are called, but you yeah, know, I mean, that's that's just like normal. For yeah, to date exactly. Yeah. yeah, but you know, if if you're if you're, you know, if you're a good-looking younger woman, and you're dating a little bit older guy, nobody really bats an eyelash about it. Mm-hmm. They'll, you know, they might call you a gold digger mm-hmm. if he's got money, but you know, if if you're a good-looking younger man and you're dating a woman that's got a gray streak in her hair, then, you know, somebody's going to have a problem with it, I feel like. Somebody's more likely to be like, well, you could snag one of these young pretty girls. What are you doing with her? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that's the, you know, if if you're 35 and you want to date someone younger, you have to dress like you're 30. Mm-hmm. You have to dress like you're 27, whatever, you know, and that's, I feel like that's where the pressure is because if you're 35 and you're a guy and you want to date a girl in her 20s, you dress like you're 35. Yeah, yeah, well, and I so a lot of interesting facets, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of interesting facets to it. Um, there's there's a lot of inequality and double standards still there. I think that's the point of this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of yeah, it's people may think that it's still not there or it's there to a little degree, but it still matters no matter what. Um, and that you know there does need to be an attitude change. There is a difference in pay. Um, you know, appearance does matter, especially to women, you know, and, and to society, unfortunately. Um, you know, there is job competition out there that whether you're willing to do it or you're not willing to do it, you know, someone's got to do it. And sometimes you have to be willing to do it, mm-hmm. you know. So that's it's always it's always interesting to hear other people's other people's point of views. But before we get out, what is y'all's final thoughts before we leave? 
Do you have anything to mull over? No, morning? not this time. <laughs> you sure about that? I'm positive. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like we've we, I feel like we've covered a pretty good expanse of things. I feel like that kind of sums it up where we ended. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, there is definitely inequality, and there there is um, double standards. You know, and and the important thing about it is that you have facets like this to keep talking about it and keep the debate going. I know people like on major media outlets and things like that uh, talk about it, but it's also important to know that college kids know too as well. You know, mm-hmm. they're aware of what's going on in the world around them, and knowing that there are certain distinctions between this, that, and whatever is going on that does um, need to be that needs to be discussed mm-hmm. but for Aubrey Iverson Amani McGarrell I am Otis Everall and like I always tell you guys we'll see you next time bye <laughs>